Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both players have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. That these fellas will get such a shit shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their houses for 10 years. We have to start off here, lads, by complaining about the football coverage because this is the football show. It's not the, the Munster Hurling um, Championship that we have a problem with. It's just the blanket hurling coverage at the expense of Gaelic football. And I could kind of see the point of it at the start of the championship because obviously some of the early provincial games aren't great and they're one-sided. But at provincial semi-final level, there has to be... We're not saying don't play any hurling. But play one, show one hurling game and one football game and have a balance. Like, I mean, football is being in danger of you know, being completely forgotten about for the first month of the championship. And there's an awful lot of football fans that are not hurling fans. So to endure two hurling games, because that's what it's like if you don't like it. You have to endure two hurling games on a Sunday and have to wait till seven o'clock until BBC shows a game that you know the result in. Yeah, I, I'm on your side here, Willie. This is Johnny Doyle, by the way. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I nearly have to throw on the old Kerry Golden years every just to get me fixed for the week of football, you know. Um, and look at... You know, I, I, I hate the comparison the way we're, we're always comparing the two games. They're two totally different games, but you do have to promote both games. Yeah. And we want to see, and even, a, like, you can go and we, nobody's as hard on, on football when it's not played well as, as, as we are, but you still want to go and look and analyse and see who's playing well and look at the scores. And even a bad game, you still want to see it. Yeah, and, you and, stay on top comment. of it. and who's, Even if it's yeah. only to give out about it, we still yeah. want to see yeah. it. And and it, that's the disappointing thing. And like, I think the, the, the Munster final is the, first, is it the first game we're going to see on telly, which is... On RT. Yeah. It's enough is enough at this stage because I, I understand it's going to change next year. So maybe we should just have patience that this year, I can see why RT wanted to go with a lot of Munster matches 
um, because the Munster Championship was so great last year. But she's a bit of bloody variety. Like two hurling matches every Sunday. It's, that's boring. Even to me who likes hurling, show one football, one hurling. And then, like, I mean, everybody's happy. It doesn't mean, And everybody's talking, Conan, about, oh, I hear people say back to me, well, football's going to dominate then when the Super 8s come. But it won't be at the expense of hurling. We'll still see the hurling All-Ireland semi-finals. Hurling won't yeah. suffer from exposure all summer. Gaelic football, and they, and they keep going on about if you want to move the All Irelands. Oh, well, we need to we need to promote the games. Sure, where's the promotion of the games mm. during May? Gaelic football's forgotten about during May. It's yeah. it's just not right. Yeah, half of the championship, the football championship, won't really be shown. And like, look at the games we've missed. We've missed two extra time games already. We've missed Mayo. Well, I know it was on Sky Sports, but you know if you don't have Sky Sports, you miss Mayo losing to Ross. Which a lot of people don't have. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, and like the GA were always so paranoid. They hated that term super rich. They don't like it. But you know, because it sort of suggests that there's an elite bunch, but that's what's sort of happening now when they're only selling rights to the latter end of the championship. It's the super eight teams that yeah. get shown. I think the GA needs to have a little bit more control about this. So I think it's a legacy issue. Years and years ago the GA used to have to ask RTE to show their games. So RTE always used to be in the position of power historically. But I think the GA need to move on and go, hang on a minute. We're in control here. You, we'll tell you what to do yeah. and if you want exclusive rights well then you'll do it the way we're telling you to do it and I think the, the GA need to wise up for their next broadcasting deal they really do there's so much there's so much wrong with their last broadcasting deal they sold it without with knowing there was a lot of changes coming to the championship so this, the Munster uh, Hurling Championship and Leinster Hurling Championship changed loads more games now there's going to be a tier 2 all the while they're locked into a 5 year uh, broadcasting deal they have restrictions on highlights rights that completely um, res- restricts all the broadcasters on when they can do shows and what they can do it's a mess and they need to fix it I, I, I can't understand why you have a product and whether you sit down with Sky Sports or RT or TG Car or whoever you're going to with a blank sheet of paper right lads what do you want to show what are we willing to be and say like if you if you wrote down that on paper and said First thing you say, well, what about the football? There's too much hurling going on here, lads. You know, and and yeah. show the games. It's not rocket science. No, you know, and no. and even like we even to be able to. And we talked about this the last uh, podcast I was on. Show, show a match tonight. Show that game, uh, that Cavan yeah. Armagh game tonight. Like we're coming. I rushed home from from um, Tullamore yesterday. It actually worked out. It worked out well, well for you did, yesterday. Did, <laughs> <laughs> you went to Tullamore and got to see the, the Armagh Cavan game. It's per- I don't know what you're complaining about, Johnny. <laughs> no, it worked out well. But bar bar uh, when you when you've three small girls that wanted daddy to go out and play around well, the lawn yeah. and stuff like that, more football. Daddy. But it's true. It's a huge commitment on a Sunday. Like I mean, I started yesterday at two o'clock. And by the time the hurling's over and then you watch the deferred game, you're on top of the Sunday game. And, like, I mean, there's no one can commit to 10 hours watch in front of the television either. <laughs> like, I mean, it's crazy stuff. But anyways, we'll move on from that because, like, like I said, we need to just have patience because it's all going to change next year. Let's hope the Tier 2 football would be sold completely separately. The Joe McDonough next year should be sold completely separately. And if they do it smarter, then nobody will be given out. Um, I want to talk about the throw-ins, lads, here in the Armagh Cavan game, because Jarlett Oak-Burns, he won the first throw-in, and we spoke on the last show about how this lad's a specialist. He's outstanding at throw-ins. He's known for it. Um, he's up there with Aidan O'Shea at getting up there. And what he did with the first throw-in was, usually the big man who's, who's got a good jump knocks it back down, goes on their side to somebody who catches it or whatever. He doubled on it and sent it forward. And who picked it up uh, when he sent it, sent it forward? Jamie Clark in the centre half forward position. So they, what was he doing out there? He was out there because he knew Jarlie Burns was going to Jarlie Oak Burns was going to knock it down there. It was a set move, 
Um, it didn't work out in the end. I think Grugan ended up kicking it away. But for the next three, for the next two throw-ins, Jarlett Burns, uh, Jarlett Oak Burns was completely taken out of it. Now this has to be something has to be done about this because it was the Cavan players didn't even entertain jumping with him; they just ran for him. Yeah. So we didn't really see the one at the start of the second half. We just saw Jarlett Oak ended on the ground. We saw a replay from another angle of the one at the start of extra time where it was just the Cavan man ran towards him. Grimly tried to stop him from doing it, and Jarlie Oakburns, with his eye completely on the ball, just uh, gets a head injury. Now, this is right in front of the referee. There's no real excuse for this. If a Cavan man is completely ignoring the ball and running to obstruct Jarlie Oak from coming running, jumping at that. Yeah, and if that would happen in, in open play, have you seen it's very yeah. cynical? And yeah. it would be like, is it a third man? Is it a third man? Well, it is. Do you it know, is. technically it yeah. probably is, and you're looking at a black card. And and the throw-in has nearly gone a specialist thing. Now, it's, there's a lot of emphasis put on, and you see, what well, you, you rightly say, you used to be the, the, the two lads at the back, or at the front would say at wide, and you'd be yeah. hoping your lad would leap yeah. a bit higher. Now it's it's about stopping the run. Stopping the, Killian Brennan used to be great years ago. He'd just step across... Uh, he'd go to the back. He'd just step across, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't jump at all. And and all of a sudden, it was seen as obstruction, and Dermot would come in and collect the ball. Now it's nearly just run to the man and grab him and stop him running. Yeah. And, and as you say, referees looking at. It. I think it's. I think it's. It's going to be highlighted a lot more, and, and referees are going to have to take. take definitely with Charlie Oak because he's actually unusual in that he takes a huge run up for it. Like yeah. he stands well away from it, you know, and he, he like he's really attacking this throw, and it's great to it's great to see. But like I mean. I agree with Johnny. I think that's a black card offence if you're just going yeah. to block that run. It is in normal play. I think down in, like, against down in the first game, like they were sort of, because he was looking to do that run up and then they started sort of impeaching into Armagh's half as well to try and take up his space so they could hit him a bit earlier You know when he's making his run. It's a weird one. Like Referees seem to let it go because they just want to get the game. Like they want to get the game flowing, almost like a throwing and hurling, you know, where it gets really messy. Boys are hitting at each other, but the refs like, let's just, let's just get this on with, like, you know, and we will get yeah. on with the game. But it's one that they're just trying to sort of ignore so the game can start. Yeah, it definitely is. I think it's something that'll be looked at because he's got he's unique in that he's coming, he's really attacking that, which you don't see. Um, you definitely don't see as much. A few refereeing decisions were a weird one. I thought Faulkner was very um, harsh to get a black card. For what was a mistimed shoulder, it was a yellow card. It was a little bit dangerous, I thought. Um, Kieran Brady kind of threw back a hand. I would have given a yellow there. I thought that was maybe harsh. Grimley should probably should have got a red for the wild kick. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. that was dangerous, really dangerous. And it was a straight red then for Donaghy. He can only blame himself. That was it, I thought City. that was a straight City, red, and yeah. it was dirty. Yeah, it and was, that's yeah. kind of like I always say that that was the Armagh from 0304, Johnny, when they brought this <laughs> into the game. Like I mean, th- we thought that had gone out of the game, but he hadn't. What's your take on those four um, decisions and Conan as well? Yeah, I I thought I definitely thought Donaghy was, uh, was was silly, and like you know when the ball is like it's cowardly that really yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and you can't you can't do that. Like I I understand maybe frustration when I've, and I've done it myself you know when you're maybe after over carrying the ball and you say fake it now I'm after I'm, you know and you're frustrated with yourself and you don't give the ball yeah, back yeah. and you get penalised but you can't come in and you just drop the two knees down and it's a dangerous thing as well like you know Brendan Donnie's a big lad he easily break a, a couple of ribs there you know yeah. he came down heavy enough on him um, the, the other ones the Faulkner one was a bit it's very yeah, it, the referee I that must was, have thought that was a trip did he because yeah, that's he, a black card that's the only thing I can think yeah. of yeah it was just mistimed uh, more than anything. A mistimed, reckless challenge. It wasn't a black dog. Tough for It was a classic yellow yeah. card. It was just it was too exuberant. It was a bit late, but it wasn't cynical. It was just some man trying to get the ball. And actually, 
the captain should feel aggrieved because straight after was it Aiden Forker or somebody like that had a third man tackle and again I thought a yellow was probably fair enough there but the ref gave the yellow for that one and didn't give the black you know where it was more of a black card offence than Faulkner so yeah yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a weird one. Grimley, you're right. I think that was very stupid. I thought it was reckless. The ball wasn't there. He was very late. Was yeah, swinging his very leg. In fairness to McKiernan, he just sort of looked up at the ref and was like, what is If that? McKiernan had rolled around a couple of times yeah. there, he was gone. McKiernan yeah, was, was nearly trouble, yeah. too honest in that situation because he knew he'd been, he knew he'd been kicked <laughs> yeah, right in the stomach. Yeah. And Grimley had been torturing him the whole game. Yeah. Grimley, did you see him off the ball? He was constantly pushing him back. And like I was surprised Grimley was given. I thought Vernon would have been given that job. But Grimley did very well in McKiernan. But if you're being tortured by a lad the whole game and you give he gives you a kick like that, I'd be rolling ten times. I'd be getting this. I'd be so and so sent off. Would you not do that? Like, I mean, it's, this is a great opportunity for you to get rid of this lad. Yeah, and and like um, he he gave him a third time to home, but he's a key player for 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 Cavan. No, I, yeah. I thought he I thought he did very well in saying that. Like he's, you know, you might keep him out of the game for for bits part but he, I thought he was I thought he was still very very good um, but yeah, it was a wild pull like and it was like something you'd see back in you know back in the early 70s <laughs> yeah, you know it just, was. <laughs> the ball is there just forget about the man just pulling but I I, I disagree with you on, on the, the Cavan um, or oh, the, the throwback Grim or yeah, Kieran Brady I, yeah. I thought you know like came back was it right, an elbow it was more like a hand than an elbow really I thought I, I don't know but yeah, I, I can I, see why he got yeah, it yeah I can see why he got it too I thought you know he, and he did he did he did strike and I suppose if you were to go by the rules it was a strike whether he meant it or not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and he had him. already been on a yellow but it was a straight it red, was straight I mean, red. It was so, regardless he was getting he was going for that anyways yeah. even if it was another yellow he was going but now he's getting suspended what did you make of the ball get, kept getting thrown in um, to stop the quick kick out now I thought this was a clear tactic but it was only at one end, so it was this just a, a stupid ball boy or a, a little brat? Because it was what? Which end? I don't really know how to call which end. It was the one arm I were defending the first half. Yeah, remember? yeah, and then but the same thing happened in the second half. So it yeah. wasn't obviously one team doing it because we know that this is a little bit of a tactic, more or less in Ulster football. Like you see it that the ball's thrown in, and obviously if there's two balls in the field, it can't be kicked out, so they're they're stopping the quick one. But it doesn't make sense that it happened on both ends. Yeah. Unless the other team saw it and went down and did the like, <laughs> yeah. so I think I think well this be. just was maybe a, a a ball by acting the brat or would it would it have been or was it stupidity just near somebody not realizing that the ball's already set up and they're throwing an extra one in? I thought it was um, cynical to start off with in the first half. Yeah, Blaine Hughes seemed to react to one of them and sort of kicked it back in frustration because he had a couple of bad kickouts then and Cavan were were pressing up well and that was just wasting a bit more time and giving them less options to hit. So. It's actually a really good tactic if you if you were going to oh, be it cynical is. and use it's it that way. It's gamesmanship, it, I call that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or lack of it. <laughs> I think I think it could, you know, when maybe a team is getting a run and you want to slow it down, all of a sudden then a, a ball comes in from the sideline and all of a sudden the ref has to right relax and gives a team to... I, I've seen it happen once or twice in club games now where all of a sudden there's two or three balls coming in and the ref, of course, has to slow it down and stop the game. And, yeah. You know, so... But we don't know who was doing it, no, basically. No, no, we know no. we know why it's been... <laughs> Rean O'Neill only wore one glove at the start of the game. It was fantastic. <laughs> Remember old school where you just wear one Macassa and it never made sense for me uh, just wearing one. I couldn't get the... Did you ever wear one, Johnny? No, only when I couldn't when, find... Yeah. find yeah. <laughs> you make a deal with a soap? Like, just give me one No, glove. or else someone doesn't have gloves and they say, give us one of them. And you're like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> the father used to talk about that years ago, you know, if you, got, if you went to a match where, you know, when, when they didn't have a whole lot of... Um, one lad have a pair of boots, so if you were a kid, oh, you wore one of his. <laughs> it's a bit like the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
not often in the modern game you see one glove. No. This is more of a late eighties, early nineties yeah. kind of phenomenon. So fair play to that. And he changed his boot three boots three times, which is yeah. very unusual. Very strange. That they carry three boots now, maybe yeah. do they? Like yeah. I mean, I don't. You're in your in dressing rooms more recent than me, Johnny. Do they yeah. bring three boots now? I don't know. It's mouldies and long stood, and yeah. that's all you needed back extra, in my day. It's now it's 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 uh, extra boots and less socks. It used to be <laughs> the other way. You'd have one pair of boots and two pairs of socks, but now it's yeah. a, barely you see the a socks tiny little sock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and the, the new socks now they don't even come up to your knee now. They're little kind of oh, half yeah. half length yeah, socks. Yeah, they yeah, surprised yeah. me when yeah, I went yeah, buying yeah. a pair I'm recently. I'm slow to get into those, <laughs> <laughs> which is we're getting very old here, aren't we? All right, so Kerry lads um, apparently weren't very impressive at all. So they were very good in the first half. I saw Tomas O'Shea tweeting. He was saying uh, Sean O'Shea and um, O'Donoghue got injured. He says, not good. Very poor display. Kerry won the second half 7-5. I don't know, like, I mean, if Kerry need to panic too much. When they won the All-Ireland in 2014, I remember covering a game down in Ennis against Kerry and they were terrible that day. And, like, I was writing them off because they had lost so many reti- uh, players to retirement. Like they had the game won at half time. I suppose this is the kind of thing. I don't think it's too. I don't think it's too much to worry about. Interestingly, though, they started seven debutants. We mentioned this last Thursday, last year against Clare, and four more this year. Now that's not eleven new players because seven the seven debutants wouldn't have all started again. But geez, it's a huge turnover, um, Johnny, isn't it? Yeah, it is for 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 Kerry as well. You know, um, but you, you've. I, I'd be I'd be a little bit thinking that way as well. You know, conditions were tough. Um, like on paper, particularly the, I looked at the, the the Kerry team and and uh, on paper they looked they look impressed, especially in the forwards. You know, I don't know who seen. I know he picked up a knock, but he seems to be slowly getting back to the the James. I don't know who of, of yeah. fourteen. Um, he looked to be playing that link role too out did, in front, yeah, yeah. just from the highlights. Yeah, and he he's like he they just have so much class up front. You know, they were on a hiding to nothing, regardless of what what way that game that or that way the game went so look at they're going to play Cork in a Munster final it's they're just I'd say they're in a happy enough position from where they are I think obviously depending on the injuries you're still I'd be still worried defensively you know Claire didn't question them too much yesterday but I'd be worried defensively if they're if they're sound enough to to compete uh, with the Dublins and yeah I I do I I agree I think James O'Donoghue was just a slight hamstring twinge and Sean O'Shea had a clash of heads so you'd imagine they'll both be back so it's not the end of the world they just got in and got out really I saw a a tweet um, a fella called John Creed and he says he was listening to Kerry Radio Kerry Sport um, Ambrose O'Donovan said Corks will be Cork will be favourites for the Munster final. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, why do they keep doing this? Like I mean, who plays a fine bit of difference? Di- and I think yeah. Spillane was at something similar on the Sunday game. Night, and he couldn't. Who even, cares? Like, who cares yeah. who's favourites? Like I mean, do people put that much stock in who's favourites that they think of bullshit? Yeah. Carry oh. your one to twelve in the bookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like in fairness, it's Spillane last night. He said it was fifty-fifty, but he couldn't even hold a straight face. <laughs> Just at the last yeah. minute, the smirk came out, and uh, you know, and uh, the, it's only a bit of fun, like. <laughs> But you'd wonder do some people take it seriously or why did well, they do it do you think Peter Keane will be spared if they lost to Cork around yeah. Kerry like you know oh well Cork were favourites oh well so. the favourites yeah. won <laughs> <laughs> talking of Cork um, they obviously destroyed Limerick but it's a division second from bottom division 4 team Limerick were who completely maybe played above themselves against Tipperary Ronan McCarthy said we need battlers who will fight for every ball that's all we ask that's what the public asks too that a guy gives us all I think we're building a group of players who will do that and maybe that's exactly what Cork need that Cork haven't beaten a top 8 team since 2012 so like I mean 
they're going nowhere that's the prerequisite now anyway Johnny is that we need battlers and like I mean to think that he has to identify that you know like I mean if that's yeah. if that's obviously Cork's issue and now yeah. if they if they do that they still have a good forward line like I mean to have Hurley Collins and Carrigan their full forward line Rory Dean looked like he was flying it last night there's four very very good now we say this every year they yeah. have good forwards now maybe if they're up in that work rate like they're they can lose the Munster final they're a bit like Ross Common last year they can lose the Munster final and still potentially win one game and get in Super 8s it's really fairy tale yeah, stuff like is, I mean yeah. yeah but in fairness to them like and we only seen clips of it last night um, they were like the, what a start I think it was after 12 15 minutes the three goals by the end of the game over yeah from good um, ball in and yeah and they moved well and they worked they worked the ball well but like defensively where were Limerick like I mean there wasn't a, there wasn't a glove laid on any court man they just particularly the, the, I think it was the, sec, or the second goal he just rolled it by the keeper as if he was out in the backyard playing a bit of ball um, which in a Munster Championship you know a Munster final you won't get away with that no um, but yeah it's surprising Ron McCarty coming out like that's the Every day you got to bring battling qualities. That's the f- like you can talk about tactics and you can talk about you know game plans and everything. You don't bring a work ethic and a battling quality to, to the game. It's that's your starting point. And, yeah. And you know maybe that's how, where Cork were in the, you know where they, they just threw in the towel and um, in games where the one thing you want from a team you want from a team regardless on any day you know there's, there's days you're just not good enough and that's that's fair enough. But you want them to leave everything on the field and 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 die with their boots on and. Um, I'd be disappointed if, if that was, you know, talked about as, as if it was, a, you know, a, yeah, a, a, this is a, a new flashing thing. light moment, yeah. you know. That's the thing. But like, I mean, I do, I, I like Rory Dean as a player. I think he has a bit of fire in his belly and he was like that against Cork last year too or against Kerry last year um, too in the final. I don't want you to go in on a rant about provincial championships and championship structures, Conan, but Cork are further ahead in the championship after hammering Lo- Limerick. Uh, Limerick than Armagh who've gone to extra time twice. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's... Uh, and yeah, they're one game off the Super 8s now. There's two chances at it yeah. after beating one Division 4 team. I saw, but that was Ross Common last year. I think they, didn't they beat Leitrim, get into the final, got yeah. hammered in the final, then beat Armana Classic and yeah. then got into the Super 8s. Like, I mean, it's just, it's not right. But again, that's changing but, as but, well. So we won't start giving out too yeah, much. Yeah, but that's the way it always was. Like, uh, Kerry, you know, they talked the Kerry goal in years and mm. Kerry had to beat Cork in a Munster final and win an Ireland semi-final. And, like, the structure is, yeah. has it's always crazy. been crazy, yeah. Yeah. you know? Now, Cork were pretty good back then, so they probably had an easier route than, or a harder route than maybe somebody somebody else well, you did the peak for two games yeah and being an all Ireland final yeah. you know, which doesn't seem doesn't no, seem right either like, not too know. bad but again like I said that's all changes so we won't go too bad Kildare def- defence tightened up anyway Johnny you were over at this so they, in the last game the first game Longford scored 1-8 into the win they only scored 4 the other day um, 5 of their 6 starting forwards didn't score um, um, Michael Quinn got two close range frees both in the second half injury time um, and maybe I'm reading that all arse ways um, so they obviously well from just you were at it Kildare defence kind of copped on a little bit yeah they did they tightened up a bit um, you know I think from from the, the the first game I think they were just all out attack you see David Hyland going up the field and kicking four points from full back and, and there was people lauding him and saying that's the way to do it but leaving the house down behind behind him and you know they, they put 3.15 past Kildare the last day yeah. much more improved performance um, from Kildare I thought there were Mick O'Grady came back into the full back line which, which tightened uh, he went on picked up James McGivney who was very very prominent the and first kept day. him scoreless kept him scoreless right. yeah kept him scoreless he's a, he's a 
tough defender. Doesn't look that that big, but he's very very quick and he's he's stronger than he he actually looks. And he he, was, he I thought he did very well. Um, Mark Dempsey beside him was very good. On Doyle picked up. Um, David Hyland went out to pick up uh, Mickey Quinn in the in the first half. Picked up a, a yellow card. And in fairness to Keane O'Neill, seemed to switch On Doyle across to him in the second half. And you know he he. Kick two frees at the end, but wasn't the same presence as he was the first right. time. So and Dial usually drops off and sweeps, doesn't he? So he who does. Did yeah. De- who did that job then, or did they it's, abandon that? Yeah, with the wind, they probably abandoned yeah, it. They did. did they? Yeah. No. Um, there was times Peter Kelly looked as if he was if he was sweeping. There was times um, Keith Cribben looked like he was coming back just to fill that that f- f- pocket in front of the full back. Yeah. Um, and I think I don't think there was any design sweeper. It was just look at look have a look around. You see what needs to be done and, and drop back and drop yeah. back and. Um, and I, I would get a bit of criticism for his dropping off um, at times and I thought he did much better when you gave him a defined role um, and he got up the field a couple of times as well put Mickey Queen on the back foot albeit they were playing with a strong a strong breeze but to kick some some, some great scores um, you know it was a much much more um, a much better performance from Kildare What about the form of Jimmy Highland uh, Johnny because he seems to be going through a rough patch does he he missed, it, missed yeah, the easy freeze and like missed it, well he missed a free and in fairness he was kicking into a strong a strong breeze and I, I, I often kick and freeze myself into the wind a lot of time you can put it on the ground and start to drill it into the wind when you put it up there it looked like it was just, it was going over the bar, and it just all of a sudden, then it, the wind took it, and it just. I'd say it was one for Hawk. I could have went either either right. way, um, and then he he had a chance. He was very lively. Won any ball that went into him first. He had a chance for goal. Chance Jimmy Highland this time last year would have would have um, put a past the keeper. Took an extra little play of it, and then opportunity was gone. He picked up. It looked like he was holding his hip. And Jimmy would be a neighbour of mine, but I was talking. To, I was talking to a neighbour of his last night, and he said it was he's he got a belt in the ribs and talk about a broken ribs. So I'm not. I'm not sure, but right. he's a young lad. He's 20 years of age. I wouldn't be too worried. But, but how good but is he? Is he top top uh, top top level? He's 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 really really accurate. Really off both feet. Um, just half a chance, and he he'll take it. Now, you know, the, the challenge for Jimmy is, you know, stepping up to that level is is all because you don't get as much time. Yeah, um, and when your when your game when your game is scoring, yeah. and you're not scoring, yeah, and, you know, and he's really hard on himself, yeah, because he's you know he's just talk about a, a lad that just lives for football. He his whole life is based around football, and every evening he's gone to the field, he's just just loves it. And uh, you know, I'd be talking to him up and down. I said, "Don't be too hard on yourself. You're 20 years of age. He expects a lot of himself, uh, uh, yeah. but he's a he's a top player." Okay, very good. And what, like I mean, Keane O'Neill said in, said after game, he said in the second half we just wanted to go at them with the breeze at our backs. And we're really attack-minded, um, to be fair to the players. I thought they did an outstanding job. Still leaving 20 to 30% improvement going into next week. I think Spillane said they needed 80 or 90% <laughs> improvement, but I wouldn't believe a word that comes out of that loud's mouth. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, well, we will need an improvement. Whatever, what percentage you put on that? And um, Yeah, no, it is. Look, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big ask going to Crow Park. I don't know when Kildare last last one in Crow Park uh, hasn't been a happy hunting ground in the last number of years uh, for for Kildare, but you know you're going to play Dublin Crow Park. We've seen what they did to to pour out loud. Um, it's going to be a big ask. But there's rumours of kind of everything's not great in that camp. Or is that how you you just get that when results weren't weren't great? But like I mean Daniel Flynn not going in. It's that's a, like oh, he's out sitting at home and he won't go into it. Yeah. Like that's not painting a very yeah. good picture for yeah. me. Uh, not just that now because in fairness to Keane O'Neill. Kelly did go back in so mm. I don't know but then you hear 
I don't know. You just hear rumours that it's not a happy camp. But yeah, like, I well, mean, look at and and I suppose you, you have Daniel Flynn, who who I saw at the match uh, yesterday, and you'd wonder, just, you know, and I know Daniel well. I played with him. Look at your life's too short, you know. Oh yeah, I, you I, can. I've given him that advice on the show here, yeah, he doesn't, and I know he listens to the show, so he just doesn't <laughs> want to listen to me. Yeah, and listen, everybody, look at it's easy for us. Nobody knows what's going on in in yeah. In every, and, you know, it's us being selfish that we ah, want to we see want to him, see the isn't best it? Players. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And look at he's he's lots of things going on. He's he's in college, so like it's easy for us to say, oh, just play. But look, yeah. he's not happy. And doesn't want to play. Well, he's better off letting the lads know rather than being ha- a, a bit, you know, half-hearted. half-hearted yeah. you and know? what's the story with Paul Cribben? Just to finish up in Kildare, when's he but back? Or? He's. I'm not actually sure. He's. He got an operation there. Um, I think about a month ago. Um, some. I think it's the, the pubis. You know, this osteus pubis thing. Right. So, I don't know. What where he is, um, right? But he he's certainly one you'd you'd like to get ah, back like to. There you're eleven and fourteen. Like yeah, I mean, how yeah. nobody can deal without those yeah. two level players. Yeah. Like I mean, they're top. They're the top. They'd get on any county team in the country. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So like, he's not playing with a full hand. To be fair to Keane yeah. Neal, kind yeah. of. It must be it must be tough for Daniel Flynn to go to a game though, you know, and just try to watch it without every single person going. Jesus, you know. should be out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. No, it would be hard. I've dropped off loads of leash panels, but I've only I've always gone to America. Yeah, I've yeah. I remember one year I. Uh, listen to Leash and Westmead after dropping off the panel on the radio and it was one of the worst things I've ever done like I mean it's just horrible yeah. you, when, you, when you're not there you just have to get away that's yeah, the way I look yeah. at it and America's your only your only um, your own, the only thing that you can do to be getting away from it altogether um, quickly another report that made the headlines at the weekend Johnny is that you're, you're making a return to the Kildare Colours at the age of 42 <laughs> I thought you were 41 I am 41 <laughs> <laughs> as I knew you were going to correct me on that <laughs> I am 41 <laughs> <laughs> listen uh, the way I was talking about this yesterday and at the Masters 40 is the big is a terrible one to turn like all the numbers inside 40 I don't care about <laughs> next the next one is 50 that's going to be a nightmare yeah. but four, 41 to 42 uh, look yeah. come on yeah, I don't in my care. head I'm only about 30 so that's the most important <laughs> so you're going back to play with the, Long, or the well, Kildare Juniors against Longford on Wednesday night well I'm yeah I got a phone call to see what I'd be interested I didn't know whether he wanted me to go and carry water or what <laughs> but I got a call uh, a few weeks back to see and I was humming and hawing and then I thought to myself do you know what I'll be standing looking over the rail and giving out well I do an offer I'll give out anyway but uh, I said sure if, if you think do I have something to offer now listen we've, we've a bit of a kick around later on and you're going to name a team and I mightn't even be on the panel I don't know but <laughs> yeah. look at I said sure if I, I'll go in and have a look anyway so I'll be going to the match anyway so. and the finals in Croke Park so that, did, that didn't Park. enter your thought process not at in all, the slightest <laughs> <laughs> not in the slightest life's too short Johnny can't, thing, can't right? be given out with Daniel Flynn and no there you go <laughs> 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 alright we'll be back with our Mark having analysis He goes, if you boys are doing God's work, you can do whatever you want in the field. My kind of, for me, that was a, that was a free path. <laughs> so, so when you say Mickey takes it to another level, what will he be doing this week? Oh. An axe to of the rosary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tyrone are queer hawks in the final, and a hawk is a queer bird. Let's hold on together. Yes, 
so this this one I don't know like I mean last night they were talking on the Sunday game like this was some sort of a classic it was anything but that like I mean I thought both teams struggled badly to break each other down I thought there was a lot of mistakes very very um, small kind of amount of quality in the game I think Jared Oak Burns obviously and Keen Mackey and these lads showed what good players could actually do. We saw nothing from Jamie Clark, nothing from Rian O'Neill, nothing from the forwards really, nothing from um, Martin Riley, which was a big disappointment. He was completely taken out of the game. McFeety battled hard. I didn't. I thought Gerard McKernan, I don't think he influenced the game like like we would have thought. So like, I mean, you'd say defences were massively on top. I, the slippy ball probably, Johnny, with... with with those kind of defences and a slippy ball, it only needs one paw and it's dropping out. You know, and it probably is hard to be fair on the two teams. But I thought I, I was expecting a lot more. Yeah, well, th- th- I didn't think the quality was there. Um, and you know, you obviously look at the conditions and, and every pitch now at intercounty level is sand based. So as soon as the ball hits the ground, it's gone. It nearly it, it moves a lot quicker. Um, and and but you, you would be I'd be a dis- little bit disappointed from, from some of the some of the guys you mentioned. Like you in these like obviously an Ulster Championship game in Clones it's 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 a battlefield, but you still expect your your stars to shine at some stage, you know. Um, and we probably didn't see didn't see that um, enough. I I I suppose you'd be I'd be a little bit emotionally involved. I'd like Kieran to do well, you know. Obviously knowing him on a personal level, and, and would like to see him get through to a get through to a provincial final. But um, I felt that Armagh probably should have closed it out in, in, in normal time and yeah. just four, just sloppy sloppy play probably they're, four po- they're three points up Cavan are down to 14 men and there's 10 minutes left now yeah. you have to win that championship ah, match you do. right yeah. You do, yeah. that's the reality of it yeah, yeah I couldn't like, and they didn't they didn't try to go win it they, they weren't smart they weren't even cynical they weren't trying to take like they tried to keep possession but they tried to keep possession with five minutes to go or something like that and then once Cavan get level it's like Armar in this phase where they're not trying to score, so it's, it's sort of to click out of it. Yeah. yeah, click out of it. So one point in the whole one. They scored two points in the last thirty-three minutes, Armagh. That's a ver- normal time and extra time. Like that'd, that'd be very worrying because like against Down, they had the game won twice. You know, before they actually won it in extra time, but like you know, they should have they should have seen the game out. They were five points up against Down as well. So I don't know. They, they'd be very worried and. Maybe they just didn't go for it enough. Armagh haven't been to a final since two thousand and eight. Ah, yeah, there was a lot of nerves there. Both yeah. teams, both teams didn't want to win it in the, in the end. I didn't think. Like, I mean, they didn't really go. If you look at uh, Jared Oak Burns, two points and goal and goal miss. Yeah, a late run from deep. Yeah, right. You saw McElroy scored a good point as well for Armagh, running from deep, not being tracked. Why do we not see more of that? Yeah. Like Armagh are not good at breaking down. We spoke this about this last Thursday. They're not good at breaking down. They're not good at the hand passing game. And it looked to me like they were just pawning it off, running into trouble. They started early with a few kicks into the full forward line. They didn't work out. They abandoned that. They stopped doing it completely. So their kicking game was gone. Rian O'Neill ended up coming out the field and he wasn't influential. I don't know. Like, I mean, even Grugan, like all Cavan had was one full-time sweeper minor. Like you can avoid the sweeper with good diagonal balls, but Armagh just didn't really. They gave up on it. I, I felt. I felt at times with the sweeper. You know, you'd imagine one of the full forward and would have come out and just just pushed up onto the sweeper, yeah. and all of a sudden it's two on one. And like when you have when you have Stephen Campbell, when you have um, uh, Jamie Clark, you know you need to be finding them with with ball because they're they're a good finishers. I think so. Um, and and. Th- you know, I'm a, and they do have pace. Like when you when you talk about Jared Oakburn's coming through, um, you know, 
they have Ethan Rafferty is a big strong unit and has loads of pace yeah. Niall Grimley has pace Niall Grimley seemed to be his job was to, to put to away back, yeah. uh, Kieran but again you know and that's fine you have to keep an eye on him but like he's a big influence on that team as well and he I, I, you'd love to see them lads just going and having having a go and minding a lead with five minutes to go in a one point game in a tight tight yeah. uh, ultra championship game doesn't make sense yeah. to me it's very dangerous like I don't understand how teams because Armagh are not good at this and I don't think they practice in training they practice like quick transitions through the foot and then a diagonal ball and they're good at that so when they gave up on that they were gone but I understand in, against those defensive teams why you see when a player gets it wide and cuts across in the field and then lads come off him. Like, they're getting through in those regards. Like, I'd wonder why a forward or two aren't detailed to stay wide. And I just want you, when we're attacking, just to run straight across the field. Straight across. And when you get it then, you pop it to somebody else. To sc- and have angled runs. Like, but I, t- I find that run straight across the field sets defenders panicking, yeah. as in, what's happening here? And then if you go strike o- striking off him, you know, you could get through. But, you but, but you often notice as well, and particularly... I know I suggested it in, in, in the Calair game when when you're looking at it from a height there's always a pot like the sweeper will come out and probably sit at the top of the D or just inside the D there is always when you work the ball maybe to the to the 65 and a good kick pass or sort of like a, a playmaker there's a pocket of space in behind the sweeper to each side of the sweeper that if you you know if you can get someone to just pop it in there in front of the, yeah. into the full far line it creates mayhem. Yeah, they tried, they tried early with kick passes and they didn't work out. None of them came to hand. They were, they were Grugan, who you'd expect. I think that was from the throw-in. Mm. Another big, long diagonal one to Jamie Clark, which went too high for him. Yeah. Another one went into Rian O'Neill. A lot of high balls. And Clark, yeah. I don't think Rian O'Neill is much of a fetcher, but he's a big fella. But yeah. uh, Killian Clark underneath him as well, just sort of arsing him out of the way. Killian like, Clark you know. bullied him out of that. Yeah. And then that was it. Second mm. half then... They just completely kind of yeah. gave up on it, and that was, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and what you wonder is there's so much at stake. There, you know, like you do want to express yourself to a point, and and but not give away a silly ball. And I don't know whether it was a case of look, keep it nice and safe, let's play safe, don't give away, you know, turnover ball and and, yeah. and, and causes trouble, which inevitably they did anyway. You know, so yeah, I, you'd like you'd like Arma, and in fairness to, to Kevin, I, I think Arma have the potential to to, to, to go on, and I know they're, they're they're sort of building over the last couple of years, and it has it's been tough enough on them, you know, because they had some dire results, yeah, um, especially in the Ulster. But I I just think, you know, express yourselves a bit more, have a have a go, and I would have been a, a little bit critical of Calair doing that, you know, going sidewards and someone coming across, be giving it to someone else, standing the next thing he's kicked back, yeah, Do you know, when you run at the particularly. You know, and, and Armagh did a couple, got a, and, and Cavan as well. Do you know, this sort of angle runs off the shoulder, um, and, and you see they, they get the score, but just have a go, you know. I, I agree, and what does my head in, right, is that because the modern game isn't as defensive as it used to be. So, like, I mean, teams are committing way more bodies to attack than they used to be. Then we obviously know that because teams are committing a lot of bodies to attack, they're pulling the opposition's half forward line. Then there's a disconnect to the full forward line. And because when, when I see both Cavan and Armagh turning the ball over, suddenly then the minute the ball is put, thrown backwards or to the side, you can see the Cavan lads getting a chance or the Armagh lads getting a chance yeah. to go back. And you're just like, Jesus, be more... Hurry up. Hurry up with <laughs> yeah. it. And if you don't hurry up with it, you're going to face 13 of them back there. Yeah. So it's in your interest to the minute you get it, bloody bomb forward with it and try to close that gap to the full forward line and get it in early. The minute it goes backwards or sideways, that, that attack's pretty much gone. 
Do you know what I mean? It's so annoying when you see it. It's like, Jesus, take a bit more of a risk and just go for it. Because that's in the broken play around the 45 or in wherever the turnovers happen. You've surrounded a fella. You have a free. Move the bloody thing on fast. Or if you don't, you're you're going to face a wall down the other end. Yeah. So why are they do? Why don't they just move it fast? And but it's, I wonder, is it because of the setup? Like, was there enough people inside? And we saw, like, throughout the game, you saw Jamie Clark and Ryan O'Neill and Stefan, all these boys back, you know, in the middle of the pitch defending and stuff. And then was anybody taking it upon themselves to sort of stretch the field and get inside and be the full forward, whoever it was? Like, you know, and the two balls I remember going in, they were nothing spectacular. Nobody had to really express themselves. They were just twenty-five meter. Pump passes just bouncing in front of the forward. I think Ryan O'Neill won the first one, and Nugent came off him and scored. Yeah, and, and Ryan O'Neill got a good point as well, didn't he? That was yeah, from a, a diagonal go. ball in, and um, and then the ball into Jamie Clark popped it to Jared O'Burns. But again, not not an amazing ball, just bouncing in front of him. But it probably just needed somebody in there showing, and it maybe didn't happen enough. Yeah, and, and that, that's the thing. Like when you're when you're playing out the field, you want to look up and you want to be in a position to put that ball in. But if it's not if it's not on. You're you're not going to give it, and I suppose from playing inside, and I played a good bit of football in the for It's not that initial run; it's that second or third run. You know, you have as as long as as soon as that ball enters in in into the into your half or into their half of the field, you're inside, lads. You have to be moving, moving, yeah. and demanding it. Yeah. Like you know, for, is- for me to do my job at corner forward, I'm depending on you. To, to do your job to get it into me, yeah. And if you're not, if you're not looking for it, because a lot of the time I would have said, you know, kick the fucking thing into us, yeah. But the, the, while you get back, you're not looking. I'm looking up and not seeing movement. But if there's too much of a gap, right, you're not inclined to make that run, right? So you look at Jamie Clark, Ryan O'Neill. If they're the two in there, neither of them are going to be the one that's making that run out to the forty-five. Because if there's a huge gap, the sweeper stand in front of the two. And you pretty much have to be patient then and let it build up. And by the time it's yeah, built up... You need someone in someone, the half-hour line yeah, all the see, time. But we're saying that they're getting dragged out, right? So Grugan doesn't want to be back in the other half. Like, they're being pulled. They're following their men. So but sometimes in, you unfortunately, have to, you have to take a chance and say, maybe. OK, my man... You know, because then you end up marking centre-back. Like, you know, if I'm playing a half-hour, my job is to make sure that I have an outlet in, in the half-hour line. And sometimes, yeah. all right, you have to go off your man. Or I've often play the role and you take it and say look I'll take a chance I'll cheat to go, go the far and next thing he pops up and gets a score but you you have to be an outlet if the half back looks up and there's nothing you're going to go lateral you have to have someone in each and if that, that's it. if that means them two have to go one and one so be it I think that's it so if you're being dragged out then Clark has to go has out to go near to the 45 centre forward yeah. and he goes left and right and leave because that ball has to be on or else when they turn it over on the other 45 all they can do is go back to goalie or go sideways or over and back because that place is too populated with bodies yeah. so you, you know what I mean there's, yeah, there's and, not really and a lot of the time when bodies are getting back if you actually stopped it and looked they're not doing that just filling space you know it's, if you're going to get back there you have to nullify someone if you get contact on someone but for me, getting so many back is 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 fine, but it destroys your offensively. You have to have you have to have at least two options. Yeah, uh, up there yeah. all the time. No, you absolutely do. You absolutely do. Like because we've talked here, Johnny, about why teams are not playing more people on the halfback line. I've kind of come to the conclusion that because they're all so honest and and looking to work, that they're actually tracking. And when you're because tr- teams are the the. A lot of teams are attacking with every with thirteen and defending with thirteen. Do you know yeah. that kind and, of way? And so I wonder sometimes is it is it all stats based? Because obviously every team now is GPS and and you're looking at distance covered and you're looking at high high impact running. I think they're the two the big stats. But it, it's still and they're fine and you have to and maybe they're afraid to say well I only covered 
you know, 5K and your man beside me has got the cover yeah. in 10K. What, you know, when we looked, yeah. I'm not working. But you have to work smart. You know, what is your job yeah. here? And that's the big thing, regardless. If, if I'm playing a half hour, yes, particularly if the, if the two wing forwards, uh, you know, they're, they're, that's a tough role. You're up and down, that you're like um, back defending. You're, but you have to have someone there. And I'd prefer if that, that stat was really low, but when the half backed it up, there was someone there to, to link yeah. that play. Yeah. And you'll find and see, if you're cheating on the 45, you're just standing there and there's one there, your man won't leave you. Like no. if you're if you're if you're playing the game right and you're dangerous enough, like he's not going to abandon you. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Like I mean, and they're all conservative. Or at the worst, what will happen is the sweeper will push up on you. So now it's three versus three, and okay, yeah. you don't have a sweeper the other end because he'll have to pick up the extra man that's gone in. But is that isn't that worth it? It's worth it to keep some shape up there, you know. Yeah, because if you did abandon him, the sweeper will be balling you out of it because he doesn't want any more. He wants he to does, go back. He and doesn't sweep. want to come like, out. Yeah. yeah. So you just always have to be disciplined and say, "I'm holding this no matter what." Yeah. Because if they have a sweeper, and if my man goes, our sweeper has to pick him. You know, if you're worried about pairing off one on one, our sweeper has to. P- yeah. And you have to be brave in that situation. You really. Do. It seems to come back all the time, but all these problems with these shapes are that there's not enough players ahead of the ball and there's not a link between the full forward line and the half forward line and it's obvious it's always it's always the way last night they were saying Armagh gave up the the kick out they kind of didn't they didn't they weren't they weren't intense under press now if you're giving up the kick out you're not going to have five forwards up there like so were they giving it up or were they just very lazy and and not very intense at actually trying to turn it over because it looked at one stage like they were giving it up and McHugh said on the commentary they were but then you're wondering, why have the five forwards up there? That yeah. defeats the purpose of actually giving it up. If you want to give it up properly, give you'll, it have up. Every, you'll <laughs> yeah. give it up and you'll have everybody back in a, in a defensive position. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's I'm not sure what one. to make of that. Yeah, I'm not sure. The one that McHugh, McHugh said that they're giving it up and then the next one they pressed it hard. And then you're like, what's, what are they actually doing here on this kick out? Yeah, I, I don't believe they did give it up. I, I don't mean, think so either. No, but I, sometimes I suppose if, if, if someone drops back and, you know... It, you can see it is it is it a quick kick out or is he giving up the kick out? You know, it depends on um and just you know, to lose the shape for, for a split second and I, I, I certainly think, you know, to go out and say, Look, let them have the kick out I don't ever remember being in a dressing room where you'd you'd blatantly give up the kick out. I d I don't think it's a good tactic to use. You mean put no. put pressure. It's like gone it's like gone out of fashion anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can cause yourself way too many problems. I think if you're out of steam after a couple of plays then you could yeah. give it up one time as long as everybody's coming back on the forty five. Yeah. We'll all get a breather back here, like you know, because we're not all going to get up. Yeah. Lose the kick I, out and get back again. Yeah, and yeah. If, or if you're pulling if you're pulling a corner forward and say, look at you have a free roll, go out around it and all of a sudden then he's he's after running eighty yards back and all of a yeah. sudden he's he's trying to get back up to the forward next thing you kick out and for a split second you take your eye and next thing it's gone you know yeah. you can be seen to be giving it up but it just wasn't in position to yeah to that's it if the kick outs it. kick you don't have time to get up there James Morgan was an interesting one McGinney had to take him off he's such a bloody he's, he's all or nothing isn't he he's nearly too overly yeah. you nearly say calm down but I'd hate to mark him because he's you get nothing he's a hardy ah, yeah, and he's you a give McVitie one. huge credit McVitie was delighted when he got yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. McVitie was still winning ball yeah. off him now in fairness uh, Morgan leaves some on you unless yeah. you if yeah. you win a ball you'll you'll know you won it but I love that about him but McGinney had to take him off yeah, and then got happy. him he wasn't, he wasn't happy, happy. <laughs> he went down to McGinney which yeah. is a brave thing to do but I think Morgan is no shrinking violet who yeah, wouldn't yeah. say he'd be worried about McGinney no. even. Yeah. it was interesting it wasn't like you know, he was complaining through the gloves it was like they were both just chatting McGinney was explaining to him like, he had really, to. Yeah. No, McGinney yeah. made the right call there. He had to, and he got him yeah. back on as soon as he could. I thought Armagh got their matchups right. I thought that, um, geez, um, 
uh, I wasn't expecting Forker to mark to mark Martin O'Reilly, yeah. but he completely took him out of the game completely. Um, I thought James Morgan was the right man for McVitie, and I was surprised grimly Mark Grodd McKiernan. But like they were, they're the big players for for Cavan. You know, Galligan didn't have the same impact. Cavan, you could look around their team. Connor Mina played very well. And scored a Brian Doerr esque outside yeah. of right, and then kept going for it. He kicked two terrible wides yeah, then, yeah. almost. But he he battled hard. But I don't think Cavan played well at all. You couldn't point to too many of their players. Murray on the wing played all right. Madden wasn't good. Galligan wasn't good. Ushin Kernan was running around, not really affecting the game at all, just floating around. McFeety was very good. Martin O'Reilly poor. McKernan was only all right. Connor Brady midfield poor. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they had a lot of players, Cavan, who underperformed. Yeah, and I suppose that going going into a replay, that'll be something that they'll that they'll they look look at and and maybe um, feel that you know what our our scope for improvement will be greater than our mass. Um because you know in in these games you do need you know you can keep your player over for a while, but he has to he has to contribute at some stage. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it could be the last couple of minutes that he he eventually outworks or gets away from his man and the likes of Martin Riley and and these guys. You know, for Cavan to progress here, they need to be arriving. Yeah, with, we saw nothing of him with his good distribution. He no. got on no ball. He was actually no. completely out of the full game. Forward most of the time. He went in full forward. He switched with McVitie after it, which uh, is not his game. It's I not know. his yeah. game. Like that's the last place no. I'd be put. He played wing back, wing forward, yeah, centre yeah. forward. And, and particularly, like that's what would would disappoint you. You know, obviously it was Armad did their homework, but you know you're getting out around that middle eight. You need to get on ball. Yeah. You know, if it's only to take a little hand pass, and all of a sudden then draw him in for a free or something like that. You know, you need to manage that. I I was a little bit disappointed not to see more of of um of of Riley. Yeah. But listen, he's a he's a big player for them. He, you know, we we've we a lot to see from him yet. Yeah, I there think. there didn't seem to be any like yeah coherent strategy for Kevin in attack. Like everything, like the kickouts, their defense it was all very organized. Both teams. It was just a messy game <laughs> yeah. for both teams, wasn't it? Yeah, but, and like what was very disappointing, I thought, was when you looked at some of the replays from behind the goals. You could see the Armad defense getting dragged towards the ball every time. It was sort of very naive from them there's three, four, five players all going towards like the ball like under 10s running, around, gaps, like, running yeah. around after them and Kevin just didn't exploit it enough like I think if they had a look at that themselves they might know the next day but what you were saying about having boys coming off the wing and coming in different angles like those openings were there if they if they wanted to go at them but I thought, like, and I think because Armagh were in such panic and they were chasing the ball like sheep towards the end mm. that the minute Mackie used his head and just stayed out of it <laughs> yeah, they sort of dropped into a pocket yeah, like yeah. A, an out like, half and just around, yeah. couldn't yeah. were following the ball yeah yeah. So Mackie, well, uh, Mackie just is a smart player. We'll talk about him in performance at the weekend. But I t- like Jesus, lads. The minute you see a bit of quality in the game, like they stood, Jared Og and Mackie stood head and shoulders above every other player. Yeah, yeah. Just because they used their head. Because they played yeah. well on the day. Yeah. No one, else, not many players played well. No, no. But I, I think, I think there was a nervousness in both teams. There I mean, was, yeah. You know, the prize is big for both teams, and like uh, just on the commentary, it said yesterday that every other team. Um, have been in an Ulster final since Cavan of last every other Ulster team which is which is a strange I said that couldn't be right I think it's 2001 oh, since, yeah. Yeah, since, so like it's a big prize and you know uh, Mickey Graham is, is coming in I think it's his first year with them um, so you know he's he's definitely making progress with them um, we've seen Armas splutter today uh, this year was the first time to to win a, an Ulster championship under under Kieran yeah. so there is a big prize and I, I you could get that tentativeness that nervousness in both teams and especially in in towards the end of the game when we would have loved him to go on and, and, and try win the game 
they just reverted the type a little bit and played safe. Yeah, and but that's it, played safe. So I, I could understand them being nervous against down and all that. And then I was thinking, right, well, now they might let the shackles off and actually go out and play. So now they're nervous for a semi-final. If they get into a final, they'll be nervous for that. Then they'll yeah. be nervous in an all or <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, when are, they not going, when are they going to go out and actually express themselves? Like, I mean, either you're going to step up to the plate and be a real team and it didn't yesterday and it disappointed me because I'm just I'm sitting around waiting for this mm. Armagh team to burst into life and yesterday knocked me back a bit with them now I have to say yeah yeah, I mean, in fairness, you're not hiding it either. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll leave it there. We've been upset on it before I start pulling my hair out. Right, we'll come back with Paddy Power performance of the weekend. <laughs> he gave me back then was he, we were in the Glen Royal on a night out and he, I'd never met him before and he put his arm around me and he said you won't go too far wrong if you win the ball and give it to me I said alright well okay it was great advice yeah, it was <laughs> for you Paddy Power Performance Weekend first nomination is Jared Og Burns I can't pay him any bigger a compliment I don't want him to get a big head but he reminds me of Jack O'Shea he's not too he's <laughs> the bad start if you don't want to get a big not, head he's not too big and he's not too small he's perfectly athletic he's a huge uh, leap uh, midfielders with the ability to score a goal like he did now I know he missed one as well but that finish for the goal was sublime like a, a corner forward the, the, tech, the technique needed at full strength to drop that onto your foot and just almost let the drop let the contact with your foot just take it into that corner technically that was incredibly difficult to do two points one from one side one from the other like I mean this fella is the whole package now yeah he's 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 very very good Um Serious pressure being put on him. <laughs> <laughs> a young Jack O'Shea, there's no, no pressure, Jared. He's a similar kind of run, he's a yeah. kind of big, strong, strong run. Yeah. But I like his honesty. Um, like I saw we, we, Manute played um, Mary's in, in the Sigerson this year and he he got a really bad belt. He was There was rumours he wasn't going to play coming in, he was after getting a knock. And, you know, he just went out and just gave it everything he had. He left every drop out there. And I loved that in a player. There was no nonsense with him. Just get on with the game and, yeah. and be the best you can. There was no afters with him. There was no there was no trash talk. And he just was a pure footballer. And I, I, I love that in a player. Um, you know, there was a, obviously there's a lot of talks. He's, he's Jared Burns' son, so he's been watched coming up. And sometimes that can be can be tough if your dad before you has been very yeah, good. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. But he seems to be he seems to be able to, to deal with that. Um he probably should have had another another uh, goal and a pint to his tally yesterday, you know. Um, but his, his his finish for the goal, uh, and and after maybe you know a long busting run from the middle of the field mm. as well, and and they just timed it perfectly, you know. He he's he's a he's an awesome player, and and by all accounts his attitude towards training, and he's just he's a, a model professional in an amateur sport. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, he's fantastic to watch. So he is, you know. And then I suppose that ability to come late, like I mean. That's another kind of skill. Maybe not the skill isn't the right word, but like, I mean, that kind of intelligence to know when to take off, when that ball's going, when Jamie Clark's going to get it in his hand, that I'll be passing him at that exact time. Do you know? And like, I mean, it's at the moment, now I know you obviously, when you come up uh, at senior level, 
you can play with completely no fear and just go out and he played with no fear and all the other Armagh lads looked to be hamstrung by fear he just went out and played yeah. and like I mean that's fantastic he reads, yeah, he reads the game very well. He knows where the ball is going to go. Like that's back in his own defence as well. Like he always pops up at the right area around the forty-five. Even the full-back line, like when you want your midfielder, they always take the pressure off you. He does it. Like he goes up for the ball, catches it, and takes it back out again. He, yeah, he just seems to be everywhere. Like, and I actually was very impressed when he missed that. Like his reaction didn't like, look like he popped it over and just ran back out you know he didn't seem to care I know I'd be beating myself up and I'd be cursing and it's hard to hide your yeah, disappointment wanting people to know I'm disappointed yeah, or something yeah. he just <laughs> ran back out into position and got yeah. on with the game that's, this, that's sports psychology too Johnny remember us being told I think it was Liam Kearns telling us never to give out to yourself yeah. after missing and I found that really difficult because I just that was just my natural ah woolly yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean you'd, yeah, you'd yeah, yeah. fall yourself out of it but like I mean they show say no they, they say you should show no weakness yeah, yeah. there's probably something it's probably something we naturally do you just show your, your disappointment and um, when, particularly when you miss one you, you should land um, but look at everyone reacts different I wouldn't read too much into it sometimes you, you just stick the chest out when you go again and you know, yeah, that's probably what you should do. Really. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Keen Mackey. So, like, I mean, what is there to say about Keen Mackey? So, yesterday was his 128 game for Cavan. His three points took his tally to seven one twenty four for an industrious wing forward. Now, that's some serious shooting, right? So, like, I mean, scoring is only a small part of his game. So, seven one twenty four is sensational. Three um, equalizers. It's his 15th season. He he made his senior inter county. Um, as a minor in 2005 like I mean this lad is just absolutely unbelievable and and like I mean just he should be starting for me anyways because like I mean he's just an incredibly intelligent player just to be in the right place at the right time towards the end having seen the way the game was going having seen right I can get on some ball here and then have the accuracy and to be honest I thought for all the world he was going to score that last one like I mean I thought the game was over and I like just with the wind I thought he'd have just punted that over the bar and he caught it wrong but the three off the inside of the boot were just sensational yeah and they were and like he's not a big big man you don't associate it. he doesn't look fit yeah but he's just, he's deceivingly he's deceivingly fast as well I remember playing against him a couple of times he'd be chased <laughs> trying to catch him and he, he's quicker than he, than he actually looks watching him yeah but but like the the particularly the the first pint was a monster of a pint, like you know, and and uh, he just I I like the fact that he you know, maybe reality is different, but he looked like to just I can see what's going on here, lads. You work away, run around like dogs after a ball, and I just sit and throw it out to me whenever he's finished messing with it, and I'll do the business. Yeah. And that's what it looked like to me. But you know, like, it was like do you know what it was like. It was like an out half in rugby, letting the forwards get territory yeah. so that he'd be there for the drop just, goal. Yeah, that's do you know exactly, what I mean. Yeah. He was just waiting. Get a bit further up, lads. I'm not ready for a jet. Get <laughs> yeah. a bit further up, and then suddenly he's within range, and he wanted that. Yeah, he, I, he he was a real impact sub, and. I suppose you you do maybe that's what Mickey Graham is thinking with him you know we we always think these guys should start when they come on and do so so well but you know when the game drops in the pace like he, he's he's not getting any younger and uh, maybe they feel that he's more influence coming into those situations tight game he's a, he's a lot of experience like 15 seasons playing there's not too many playing playing that long now so no. he's, he's seen a lot um, he's the new Johnny Doyle <laughs> <laughs> He's brilliant though, isn't he? He's a fan's favourite. Like, because something happens, something good happens when he gets on the ball. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is better. Yeah, as Johnny says, bringing him on. Like, I'd say it'd be hard. Um, they play wing forward in that cabin team and score like three points in play from the start. And you see, even Ashin Kiernan, you mentioned, and Galligan, they're not playing full forward or even half forward. They're just doing dogs' work for the team. Like, you know, and 
maybe that's where Ricky's better coming on and just finding that space and, and putting it over when they need it yeah I think Madden was poor actually for Kevin as well and, I didn't mention you know, him he played well the last day as well with him you know you do and maybe maybe you'll agree or disagree uh, Willie with this I, I know it's towards my when I was finished and I knew the finish was coming for playing with Kildare I sort of my mindset changed a bit and if to say well look at play away throw off you know I don't have to prove anything anymore and I'm going to just go and enjoy me my football and he, he looks like a lad that's yeah. thinking something similar do you know what when he was 27 he'd probably have a face on him not starting yeah, but yeah. now he's kind of accepting this yeah, role and enjoying and you know it maybe exactly and I'm, going, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not taking it serious but he, he looks to just no pressure on me here I yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. do what I have to do and you know, sometimes, and that's I suppose a type of psychology in itself. You know, yeah, your yeah. mindset. Yeah. Um, no, and he looks like he's enjoying himself. He definitely does. Darren McFeety as well. Lads. He he's a player I really really like. Like he took the punishment all day, kept coming back for more, was brave. He's very good on the inside line. He actually is, and he's accurate too. Like I mean, I think it was it only two points he got from play, but there were two great, there were two spectacular points. One with each foot, and just always he's brave. Now there's different kind of measurements of. Uh, bravery there's lads that go in for huge balls and get hurt and there's also bravery to constantly be out looking for that ball yeah. when your team needs you and that's what he did especially mm. in the second half those important scores and he never dropped those levels of wanting the ball and you can't buy that yeah and like the attention that was on him the whole time and, yeah. and Mark Shields went into him it then. would be easy hide when you have lads constantly yeah. at you. Now, I thought McKiernan at times was just hiding because uh, you see Grimley pushing him back and he wasn't coming onto it. Maybe hiding is a, is is harsh. But like, he got on he got on an off ball. He just didn't influence it the way he was. But McVitie constantly wanted that wanted the ball and yeah. one, one hard ball, took knocks and came back for more. But then, yeah, and more importantly, the couple of ones he didn't win at the start, he kept showing for it and he was still sharp and like genuinely looking for it. It wasn't a half-hearted sort of lip service run. He was like, give me this ball and it changed everything for Kevin and, and you saw when Shields went in on him as well. Like, like At one stage you could see that he was actually standing on his toes and stuff. But he seemed to be enjoying that sort of attention as well and there was... Uh, sort of bit of afters one of the plays and he was on the ground and like the referee was having a word with Shields then but Shields seemed to be giving out about something that McFeedy had done which I liked as well I was like I wonder did he give him a little dig and then go running for it or yeah. you know just a classic sort of yeah. up for it put forward. I don't think you can play Ulster Championship football as a forward and not be able to mind yourself I like I mean have I think to, yeah. like, have to be because he, he, like, he, he was getting plenty of attention and he, he was able to manage that very well but he, again you know we talk about and um, we we love the, the stylish players and we love the lad that's able to do yeah. something spectacular. But when the nuts and balls of it and you're really, it's these type of players you want on your team that are all, no no hiding, always want the yeah. ball, always trying. Like he kicked two magnificent points, but he was involved in anything good that Cavan did, you know, because of that thing. Just give me the ball. I'm going looking for the ball, making myself. And no matter how closely you're marked, if you if you can keep going and going, and I, I'm sure he was well able to mind himself. And th- there is times, you know, you're better off saying, right, let's the two of us pick up a yellow card here, and maybe that'll stop a little bit. Of, and you, I, I often would, <laughs> if you get an attention, maybe, and all of a sudden you pull him down top, you next yeah, thing the referee comes on in the others, and then we'll, we'll go away and play here. Um, and but I like his honesty. I like, you know what. 
just no nonsense with him. I'll do my very best and and see where it takes me. And he never stopped. He was relentless. I, I thought he was very good yesterday. Yeah, no, he definitely was. Um, ben McCormack, I wanted to talk to you about because he looked like he played very well and got on a lot of ball. He came to my attention first as a corner forward. Now he's out at 11 and apparently played that link role, which we've been talking about, really well. So, like, I mean, is this a fellow who's holding that number 11 position, not getting sucked back and is is there to try and link the play? Yeah, he, he's... he's um, He's he's been plagued with injury. Um, in fairness to him, he's, he's, he was struggling. Like he went for, he's involved the last. He's definitely three years involved with the team. Yeah. Um, couldn't get right. Was he hadn't play, he hadn't he started a good few matches but never finished him. Always picking up knocks and bits of bangs. But he's a really top player now. He and he's very 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 strong upper body and very fast and is direct. Is he a natural um, eleven or a natural corner forward or what? Yeah, I I he's. I like him. It's really hard to know in the modern game what because he's always looking for ball. Um, he's he's one thing on his mind. He just heads for goal. Um, you'd love that in a corner forward. You'd love it in a wing forward. Yeah. He, and and he's he's very strong and sometimes his shooting can be a little bit wide. But he is he's from what I believe he's doing a lot of work on that trying to trying to get his his finishing well. Um, he, he when when he's playing well, he's a big plus for Kildare. Yeah, big but plus. he's keeping that shape anyway. Yeah. too. So Kildare often try to at least leave three up there. Anyways, yeah. do they? Yeah, th- himself, himself, and Adam Tyrrell, uh, Neil Flynn were the, probably the three, um, and and they oh. rotated. Sometimes Ben slipped into the full forward line, and and and, um, and Adam Paddy Tyrrell. Brophy came out then, did pa- he? Paddy Brophy played on the wing and and um, dropped dropped a, a bit deeper. Right. Yeah, dropped a bit deeper. So it was mainly those three that held the, held the, the shape and. Rotated a bit as well, um, and they're three very good finishers. Yeah, no, so and that's it. And we, like, like we keep saying, why, why are teams not trying to keep that shape of someone on the forward? Like, I mean, and this is an analysis we're talking about for a long time. And I'm trying to think, what am I missing here? Why are they all doing something that seems so stupid to me? Yeah, and then you're wondering, it's, maybe it's they're all too honest. They're, they're all too honest. Running, running back well, to well, Paul Flynn said that. Paul Flynn told me he was on the show here recently, and he says we're not prepared to allow someone go up. I was asking why don't they cheat? He's there. We're not prepared to allow that extra man come into the equation. He'll pull our sweeper out. Uh, but I would. I'm thinking in my head. That's what your sweepers for, you yeah. know. And I think because Dublin do it, then every other team copy them and go. We're all going to be honest here. Let's everybody get back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, and maybe. But then uh, the. the if I if I was playing a half back, what would I? Where do I want my man? I want my man back in his back because I don't have to mark him then. Yeah. You know. So I'd be dragging him up the field. So so. Do you know that that you're? No, I'm not defending. And even if he does get the ball, sure he's away from the goals. Yeah. I'm not worried about him. But maybe that's an old backs versus forwards thing. But I certainly think that that you have to have to keep a bit of shape in the forwards. Yeah. Because you know if you and I do understand sometimes you know you make a mistake and I've often done it and I tear back trying to rectify r- rectify it, yeah. it and and all yeah. of a sudden then you're in the wrong end of the field. But at all times you know you can be you can be looking to say well I'm I'm working hard here but you, it's, what what is your job? That's the big question. Yeah, especially for the three, the three inside yeah. men. Anyways, should be the, my idea is that the three inside men and the three on the full back line shouldn't even be allowed to come yeah. outside the forty-five. I think there should be something for that to keep that shape and make sure it's there. Brian Hurley, lad, scored two goals. He looks sensational, and he missed a penalty then to score a hat trick. He's uh, Ronan Carty was fulsome in his praise for him. He says it's not just the quality of his forward play; it's his work rate off the ball for his teammates. It's um, it's his absolute love and passion for Cork football and his attitude. It's infectious and raises the standards in training and everything else. 
the beauty of Brian is that at this stage he's old enough to know um, if he's a training on a given night and he's not right he'll step out and we have to leave that up to him he's minding herself and we're minding him every team should have one of him that's a nice thing every team should have a Brian Hurley I'm a huge fan of Brian Hurley and I have been like he's done it at the top level I remember against Mayo in Croke Park like, geez, it must be seven or eight years ago now he's running a muck against them like he's a top top quality forward terrible injuries um, just seeing him back um, 100% and it looks like Cork I know they're only playing Limerick but Rory Dean giving good ball into him so like I mean it seems to be maybe Cork have abandoned that terrible st- tactics in the league of trying to play very defensive football I don't know it's hard to tell from highlights but look if you've Brian Hurley Kerrigan and Mark Collins in a full forward line again you don't want them coming outside you know maybe Kerrigan then Rory Dean working hard I don't know like I mean Brian Hurley, give us your take on him, lads. Yeah, what I like most about finishers, and Johnny, you'll be able to tell me more about this, but they seem to just, like, he'll go out the next day against Kerry and just expect to score the same. Like, you know, he, he knows what he can do on the ball. He knows it's the same ball, same posts, and he'll want to just score the same amount. And, uh, like, even, like, I remember we were talking about Darren Cohen the last day, but there's something I like about him. It's just because he's just this natural finisher who knows where the posts are. And that's what I get from Brian Hurley, just his lovely balance, can go either direction and always wants to score a goal or a point. Like, you know, and I think it's going to be exciting, if nothing else, seeing him against Kerry. Yeah, no, it definitely will. An honourable mention for Aidan Forker, who kept Martin Riley completely out of the game, and Rory Dean as well. Forker, I, I was surprised he was given that role. He's an ex-forward. I never saw him doing the man-marking role before. And geez, I was thinking he'd be the last one that you'd be, you'd be um, earmarked to mark Martin Riley. But he was. So I've, I've got a very difficult decision here, lads, between Jarlett Oak-Burns and Keen Mackey. So I, will we take a vote on this today? Yeah. I'm going to go with Jarlett Oak. Just, it was more dominant throughout most of the game, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit the same. I, I, I think um, from from start to finish, I thought Jarlett Oak was, was immense. Um, and like he, he seems to be only a young lad without a care in the world. And he just tore into every ball... Honorable mention for for Keen Mackey, like he, and if he, he probably would have won it if he stuck that last one over the bar, but he didn't. So we <laughs> have to forget. About that. Well, I think when you're getting one two from one two from, like Jared Oak Burns could arguably have scored two three easily yeah. from play yeah. in a in an Ulster semi final, and tight, that's not even game. mention the work that he does. That that's not his primary job, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the work yeah. around the field and the yeah. and the fetching. So his sensational game. Deserves performance of the weekend, so congratulations, Jared Oak. I think that's two weekends, two weeks in a row. He's won that one. Maybe you'll have two <laughs> pairs of Paddy Power lucky pants. He might give one to the father. <laughs> All right, that's always time for. We'll be back on Thursday with a preview show as usual. We'll talk to you then. Good luck. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both parents have, have spoken with each other and. Uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other, and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. But these fellas will get such a shell shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their houses for 10 years. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 